0: Hello everyone, today we would begin with the chapter 8 Attaining the Supreme. In the text 1 and 2, Arjuna inquired, O my Lord, O Supreme Person, what is Brahman? What is the Self? What are fruitive activities? What is this material manifestation? And what are the demigods? Please explain this to me. Who is the Lord of Sacrifice? And how does he live in the body, O Madhusudana? And how can those engaged in devotional service know you at the time of death? The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, the indestructible transcendental living entity is called Brahman and his eternal nature is called Adhyatma, the self. Action pertaining to the development of the material bodies of the living entities is called karma or fruitive activities. The living entity, Jivatma, takes different positions. Sometimes he merges into the dark material nature and identifies himself with matter, and sometimes he identifies himself with the superior spiritual nature. Therefore, He is called the Supreme Lord's marginal energy. According to his identification with material or spiritual nature, he receives a body which is material or spiritual. In material nature, he may take a body from one of the 84 lakh species of life, but in spiritual nature he has only one body. In material nature he is manifested sometimes as a man, demigod, animal, beast, bird, etc. according to his karma. To attain material heavenly planets and enjoy their facilities, he sometimes performs sacrifices. But when his merit is exhausted, he returns to earth again in the form of a man. This process is called karma. In the process of sacrifice, The living Entity makes specific sacrifices to attain specific heavenly planets and consequently reaches them. When the merit of sacrifice is exhausted, as mentioned, the living Entity descends to earth in the form of rain, then takes on the form of grains and the grains are eaten by men and transformed into semen, which impregnates a woman, and thus the living entity once again attends the human form to perform sacrifice and so repeat the same cycle. In this way, the living entity perpetually comes and goes on the material path. The Krishna conscious person, however, avoids such sacrifices. He takes directly to Krishna consciousness and thereby prepares himself to return to Godhead. The physical nature is Constantly changing. Material bodies generally pass through six stages. They are born. They grow. They remain for some duration. They produce some by-products. They dwindle. And then they vanish. This physical nature is called adibhuta. It is created at a certain point and will be annihilated at a certain point. The super soul is called the Paramatma and is situated in the heart. In the text 5, the importance of Krishna consciousness is explained. Anyone who quits his body in Krishna consciousness is at once transferred to the transcendental nature of the Supreme Lord. The Supreme Lord is the purest of the pure. Therefore, anyone who is constantly Krishna conscious is also the purest of the pure. The word smaran, that is remembering, is important. Remembrance of Krishna is not possible for the impure soul who has not practiced Krishna consciousness in devotional service. Therefore, one should practice Krishna consciousness from the very beginning of life. If one wants to achieve the success at the end of his life, the process of remembering Krishna is essential. Therefore, one should constantly chant the Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. A person who at the end of his life quits his body, thinking of Krishna, attains the transcendental nature of the Supreme Lord. But it is not true that a person who thinks of something other than Krishna attains the same transcendental state. This is a point. We should note very carefully. How can one die in the proper state of mind? Maharaja Bharata, although a great personality, thought of a deer at the end of his life. So, in his next life, he was transferred into the body of a deer. Although As a deer, he remembered his past activities. But he had to accept that animal body. Of course, one's thoughts during the course of one's life accumulate to influence one's thoughts at the moment of death. So this life creates one's next life. If in one's present life, one lives in the mode of goodness and always thinks of Krishna. It is possible for one to remember Krishna at the end of one's life. The Lord does not say that one should give up his prescribed duties or engagements. One can continue them at the same time, think of Krishna. By chanting Hare Krishna, this will free one from material contamination and engage the mind and intelligence in Krishna. Yoga practice is meditation on the super soul within. Similarly, by chanting Hare Krishna, one fixes his mind always on the Supreme Lord. The mind is fickle and therefore it is necessary to engage the mind by forcing it to think of Krishna. One example often given is that of the caterpillar that thinks of becoming a butterfly and so is transformed into a butterfly in the same life. Similarly, if we constantly think of Krishna, it is certain that at the end of our lives, we shall have the same bodily constitution as Krishna. One should meditate upon the Supreme Person as the one who knows everything. As he who is the oldest, who is the controller, who is the smaller than the smallest, who is the maintainer of everything, who is beyond all material conception, who is inconceivable and who is always a person. He is luminous like the sun and he is transcendental beyond this material nature. This means that the process of thinking of the Supreme is mentioned above. The foremost point is that He is not impersonal. One cannot meditate on something impersonal that is very difficult. The process of thinking of Krishna, however, is very easy and is factually stated herein. First of all, the Lord is a person. We think of the person Rama and the person Krishna. And whether one thinks of Rama or of Krishna, what he is like is described in this verse of Bhagavad Gita. The Lord is Kavi, that is, he knows past, present and future. And therefore, he knows everything. He is the oldest personality because he is the origin of everything. Everything is born out of him. He is also the supreme controller of the universe. And he is the maintainer and instructor of humanity. He is smaller than the smallest. The living entity is one ten thousandth part of the tip of a hair. But the Lord is so inconceivably small that He enters into the heart of this particle. Therefore, He is called smaller than the smallest. As the Supreme, He can enter into the atom and into the heart of the smallest and control him as the Supersoul. Although so small, he is still all-pervading and is maintaining everything. By him, all these planetary systems are sustained. We often wonder how these big planets are floating in the air. It is stated here that the Supreme Lord by His inconceivable energy, is sustaining all these big planets and systems of galaxies. The word Achintya, that is inconceivable, is very significant in this connection. God's energy is beyond our conception, beyond our thinking, and is therefore called inconceivable Who can argue this point? He pervades this material world and yet is beyond it. We cannot comprehend even this material world, which is insignificant compared to the spiritual world. So how can we comprehend what is beyond? Achintya means that which is beyond this material world that which our argument, logic and philosophical speculation cannot even touch, that which is inconceivable. Therefore, intelligent persons avoiding useless argument and speculation should accept what is stated in scriptures like the Vedas, Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam and follow the principles they set down. This will lead one to understanding. A pure devotee always engages in devotional service to Krishna in one of his various personal features. Krishna has various plenary expansions and incarnations such as Rama and Narsimha and A devotee can choose to fix his mind in loving service to any of these transcendental forms of the Supreme Lord. Such a devotee meets with none of the problems that plague the practitioners of other Yogas. Bhakti Yoga is very simple and pure and easy to perform. One can begin simply by chanting Hare Krishna. The Lord is merciful to all. But as we have already explained, He is especially inclined towards those who always serve Him without deviation. The Lord helps such devotees in various ways. As stated in the Vedas, one who is fully surrendered and engaged in the devotional service of the Supreme Lord can understand the Supreme Lord as He is. In the text 17, it is explained that the duration of the material universe is limited. It is Manifested in cycles of Kalpas A Kalpa is a day of Brahma And one day of Brahma consists of thousand cycles of four Yugas or ages Satya, Treta, Dwapara, and Kali the cycle of Satya is characterized by virtue, wisdom and religion, there being practically no ignorance and vice. And the Yuga lasts for 17,28,000 years. In the Treta Yuga, vice is introduced and this Yuga lasts for 12,96,000 years. In the Dvapara Yuga, there is an even greater decline in virtue and religion, vice-increasing and this Yuga lasts for 8,64,000 years. And finally, in Kali Yuga, the Yuga we have now been experiencing over the past 5,000 years, there is an abundance of strife, ignorance, irreligion. And vice, true virtue being practically non existent, and this yuga lasts for 4,32,000 years. In Kalyuga, vice increases to such a point that at the termination of the yuga, the Supreme Lord Himself appears as the Kalki Avatara, vanquishes the demons. Saves his devotees and commences another Satyuga. Then the process is set rolling again. These four Yugas rotating a thousand times comprise one day of Brahma. And the same number comprise one night. Brahma lives one hundred of such years and then dies. These hundred years by earth calculations total to 311 trillion and 40 billion earth years. By these calculations, the life of Brahma seems fantastic and interminable. But from the viewpoint of eternity, it is as brief as a lightning flash. In the material universe, not even, Brahma is free from the process of birth, old age, disease and death. Brahma, however, is directly engaged in the service of the Supreme Lord in the management of this universe. Therefore, he at once attains liberation. To enter Krishna's supreme abode or the innumerable Vaikuntha planet is possible only by bhakti, devotional service, as clearly stated here. No other process can help one attain that supreme abode. The Vedas also describe the supreme abode and the supreme personality of Godhead. In that abode, there is only one Supreme Personality of Godhead whose name is Krishna. He is the Supreme Merciful, and although situated there as one, He has expanded Himself into millions and millions of planetary expansions. The Vedas compare the Lord to a tree standing still, yet Bearing many varieties of fruits, flowers, and changing leaves. The planetary expansions of the Lord who preside over the Vaikuntha planets are forearmed. They are known by a variety of names Purshotam, Kesava, Madhava, Risikesa, Pradyuma, Sridhara, Vasudeva, Damodara, Narayana, etc. In text 23, Lord Krishna said, O best of Bharatas, I shall now explain to you the different times at which passing away from this world, the yogi does or does not come back. If the yogi is perfect, He can select the time and situation for leaving this material world. But if he is not so expert, his success depends on his accidentally passing away at a certain suitable time. The suitable time at which one passes away and does not come back are explained by the Lord in the next text. According to Acharya Baladeva, the Sanskrit word Kala used herein refers to the presiding deity of time. When fire, light, day and the fortnight of the moon are mentioned, it is to be understood that over all of them, There are various presiding deities who make arrangements for the passage of the soul. At the time of death, the mind carries one on the path to a new life. If one leaves the body at the time designated above, either accidentally or by arrangement, it is possible for him to attain the impersonal Brahma Jyoti. Mystics, are advanced in yoga practice, can arrange the time and place to leave the body. Others who have no control, if by accident they leave at an auspicious moment, then they will not return to the cycle of birth and death. But otherwise, there is every possibility that they will have to return. However, For the pure devotee in Krishna consciousness, there is no fear of returning, whether he leaves the body at an auspicious or an inauspicious moment, by accident or by arrangement. The mystique who passes away from this world during the smoke, the night, the fortnight of the warning moon, or The six months when the sun passes to the south, reaches the moon planet but again comes back. According to Vedic opinion, there are two ways of passing from this world. One in light and one in darkness. When one passes in light, he does not come back. But when one passes in darkness, he returns. The words Idam Vidita indicate that one should understand the instructions given by Shri Krishna in this chapter and the 7th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. One should try to understand these chapters not by scholarship or mental speculation but by hearing them in association with devotees. Chapters 7-12 through 12, are the essence of Bhagavad Gita. The first six and the last six chapters are like coverings for the middle six chapters, which are especially protected by the Lord. If one is fortunate enough to understand Bhagavad Gita, especially these middle six chapters in the association of devotees, then his life at once becomes glorified beyond all penances, sacrifices, charities, speculations, etc. For one can achieve all the results of these activities simply by Krishna consciousness. Thus, we end the 8th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita in the matter of attaining the Supreme. Thank you.